You're listening to the Wicked Case Podcast featuring Cool Kyle and the Rev Kev. Hello, everybody. We are back. After a little bit of a hiatus, we are back. Hello. That's cool, Kyle. I'm Rev Kev. Yeah. Uh, so, here's the thing. The thing is, is <laughs> we recorded the episode at the beginning of the month for the 4th of July Spectacular. Little did I know that my good friend Kyle here was going on vacation to Cape Cod. Kyle went to Cape Cod. And ended up getting COVID while in Cape Cod. It was a COVID Cape Cod vacation. Yeah. And now uh, we're back after he had his recommended time away with the CDC regulations and guidelines because, you know. We're not going to talk about COVID or else we're going to be shut down. Safety first. I'm No, I'm just saying safety first with COVID. (laughs) I'm not saying. Conspiracy theory. I'm not saying anything conspiracy theory about COVID. Kyle had COVID. Kyle wasn't able to come over for health and safety reasons recommended by the fine people of the CDC. We are back now, hopefully going to be giving you regular episodes again. We're going to talk about uh, Money in the Bank, even though it was like the beginning of like the month or the end of last month, whatever. And then we're going to uh, shoot you a little NHL information. And then stay tuned for later this week for a special episode that we're just going to randomly drop to you because we owe it to you because we are kind of, you know, as you, as you can tell, there hasn't currently been an episode out yet, and it's way past noon. But COVID brain over here, he, he had a memory lapse, and that's fine. I was beat up. That was brain of worst. a goldfish. Brain of a goldfish. <laughs> well, but imagine that plus COVID. COVID was, brain of a goldfish. Uh, yeah, COVID brain of a goldfish. I was not functioning at a high were level. You, were you at Dory brain? I was almost at Dory brain okay. level, yeah. Okay. okay. I was not functioning. Booyaka, 619 yeah. is the current time on the clock. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of Booyaka 619, we're going to talk about uh, Money in the Bank real quick. Okay. So overall as a whole, Kyle and I both agree that the show was pretty fantastic. Yeah, it was a good show. There were some booking decisions that we were kind of puzzled by, but when you look at the whole scheme of it, it was like, okay, all right. And I'm, I will say this off off the comment, of the, off, the to- eh, off the topic quickly of Money in the Bank. I don't like this new Triple H philosophy where they're like, let the story play out. I know Cody Rhodes hasn't won the title yet, but let the story play out. I know LA Knight is over and super popular right now, but let the story play out. Yeah. It's like, it it feels like it's, it's like the Daniel Bryan thing, but instead of not giving it to us, like they're telling us like, we're going to give it to you, but you're going to have to wait. Yeah. Which, I mean, I understand why the philosophy is of waiting. But as fans were like, listen, we've already had to wait a long time. When Vince was in power. Oh, I know. It, we had to wait. Probably never even saw things happen. Nothing. But- nothing's better in this day and age with wrestling when you catch people completely off guard. But it's impossible to do because there are so many like dirt sheets and all kinds of people who are like wrestling writers and stuff that have all this information like instantly like. Oh, there's going to be a, you know, what what are the planned title matches for next year's SummerSlam? Like, how, do, why? Why do we already know this information? We shouldn't know this information that far in advance. Yeah. I like the, you know, like. The spontaneity of it. Right. Like, I mean, but you don't want to get to the point where it's so predictable. Like, are you telling me that I'm going to have to wait till like Royal Rumble for maybe LA Knight to win the Rumble and then he'll go on to WrestleMania and, and beat whoever's the champion? Maybe not like a Roman Reigns thing, but more like the World Heavyweight title or something. Yeah. And yeah. I saw on a thing recently that Edge said he's almost ready to hang up his, his boots for the last time. And that How many he's, times has Edge said that, though? But he said there's one last thing he wants to do, and that's win the World Heavyweight Championship. So is he going to win it again? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> also, I also saw that Billy Gunn, a.k.a. Daddy Ass, put his wrestling boots in the ring and left him in there after a collision this past week. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah, so I don't know if he's going to be retiring soon. I mean, he's been around forever. Since, like, the as far back as I would say the early 90s when he was part of the Smoking Guns with Bart Gunn. Yeah. Billy and Bart Gunn. Then he became 
rockabilly. Then he became Mr. Ass and part of the New Age Outlaws. And then he was like the one Billy Gunn. And, yeah. and then, of course, he went to other different promotions and, yeah. and TNA. And, yeah, he uh, was everywhere. He was everywhere. And now he's obviously in AEW doing great things with yeah, the yeah. acclaimed. That is true. I mean, there have been multiple times where people have said they're going to hang up their boots or they leave him in the ring, and they literally show up the next week, and they're like, you know. Just kidding. Just kidding. Ha ha. So. All right. Back to Money in the Bank. Okay. So we started off with a banger. The Money in the Bank ladder match, men's Money in the Bank ladder match, uh, with Damian Priest, Butch, L.A. Knight, Logan Paul, Ricochet, Santos Escobar, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Fantastic match. Mm. Flippy, flippy fun. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people expected LA Knight to win. He did not. No. And everybody said, and every, and my thing was, if you're not going to let LA Knight win, just please don't let Logan Paul win. Yeah. And luckily for us, Logan Paul did not win. Do you need a pillow, my guy? I just need to get comfortable. Yeah. We're we're sitting on his bed. No Pause. homo. <laughs> no homo. No All right, homo. we're we're at my house because. There's still COVID going on at Kyle's house, and I'm not trying to get myself or my grandmother sick. Yeah. So. Other family members are sick. I am at the point where I'm better. Great. Uh, Damian Priest won the match. Yes. Uh, I would say the Logan Paul splash, the frog splash, whatever he did, on um, off the ladder. I mean, uh, off the ropes, onto the ladder, and that was on. Who the hell was on the ladder then? Was it Butch? Might have been Butch. I think it was Butch. Yep. And then, of course, the scary bump that Ricochet and Logan Paul took, where Ricochet yeah. was supposed to do a move and kind of like the Spanish fly, I think it was. Yeah. And he fucked it up, and he just kind of like launched himself in Logan Paul. Yeah. And Logan's head hit the table. and So I guess apparently I watched Logan talking about it on his podcast afterwards. I've seen it too, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's like, this dude's just like, we're going. I'm like, well, okay, I guess we're doing it. <laughs> So, Damien Priest ended up winning the match, which I was like, okay, that's fine. Fair enough. Yeah. Good match overall, though. Yeah. Then you had the um, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez trying to regain their tag titles against Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Uh, And Liv and Raquel won based on the fact that Shayna decided to turn on Ronda Rousey, and they've made that a storyline now for SummerSlam, which is um, that Ronda Rousey... And Shayna Baszler are going to do well. Shayna Baszler is apparently not so much jealous of Ronda Rousey, tired of her, but tired of her, and thinks that because you know Ronda was the bigger name that she got automatic pushed in. But Shayna was down, like you know, doing her thing at NXT and having to come up through the ranks, and yeah. you just show up and you point your finger at a WrestleMania sign, and now instantly you're the fucking you know the next big thing or whatever. Yeah, and you know what? I'm actually really glad they're giving Shayna a push. In, in this uh, venue because he, she, for a while, she's just been sitting on the sidelines. Well, that or she was just kind of swimming in the mid-card. Swimming in the mid-card, yeah. Swimming in the mid-card. And I felt bad for her because, granted, I'm not a huge Shayna Baszler fan. I still respect what she's how much work she's put into the business. Like, she deserves a little bit of a push. Right. By the way, um, as of last week, right, or the week before, uh, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez are tag champions anymore. Oh yeah, they only held it for like a week. Chelsea Green and Sony Deville won them. I I don't know why. Because WWE, that's why. Yeah. No, oh, it'd be funny, pal, if Chelsea Green and Sony Deville won the tag titles. That would be great television. I wonder if one of them's hurt. Uh, well, Liv's been kind of iffy, so she could be. Yeah. Uh, in a singles match for the Intercontinental Title, you had Gunther against Matt Riddle, which Gunther defeated him by submission. Pretty solid match. Yeah. Any match with Gunther is going to be a hard-hitting match. Obviously, everyone's looking forward now to Drew McIntyre, who returned at Money in the Bank. Yes. And um, looks like him and Drew, or him and Gunther, are going to have a showdown, which will be epic. Mm. It'll be it'll be everything that it could be, like the WrestleMania match was minus Sheamus. That is true. Um, and kind of maybe the low point of the night, uh, Cody Rhodes defeated Dominic Mysterio with Rhea Ripley at ringside. By pinfall, it was pretty much a clean win. There wasn't too many dirty shenanigans going on. Um, it was just an okay match. Like it was obviously Cody's a great wrestler. Yeah, you know, and uh, Dominic's coming up. Well, but- Dom just won the NXT uh, North American Championship from Wesley. Yeah, 
So, but like in terms of like seasoned wrestlers, like yeah, yeah, that that I think that match was more to push Dominic than it was for Cody. You know, right, 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 right. Yeah, kind of get Dominic up in the bit of the upper echelon, and yeah, even though he takes a loss, he shows that he can hang with uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, in the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, you had Io Sky, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, Alina Vega, and Zoe Stark. Um, I mean, I'm not going to disrespect it. I mean, the men's match, obviously, there's more flippy shit happening. There were some pretty good spots. Uh, Becky Lynch crashing through the ladder with Trish Stratus on it. That was pretty great. Oh, yeah. Uh, the ending was great, too, where it looked like Becky and Bailey were each going to have a chance to get it, and they got handcuffed to each other. And Eos guy climbed over the top of Bailey and took the title for uh, took the uh, briefcase for herself. Yeah, which would be nice because Eos guy obviously, like Shayna Baszler, also deserves a push. That's true. These people yeah. that bust their ass at NXT that are finally kind of getting there. You know, I mean, it's nice to see the old guard show up. What's the matter? Oh no, I saw you look at your mic, so I was looking at mine. Oh, I, <laughs> I don't know why I was looking at it. <laughs> I was like, is something wrong? No, no. Okay, it's just weird because we don't have headphones on. That, yeah, that is. <laughs> so you don't know if you can hear. You don't know if it's being done or not. So, well, I can see the audio levels. I know it's being done. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but it could just be like noise in the background, just B-roll noise. Oh, by yeah. the way, if you do hear any noise in the background, it's the air conditioner because it's hot as hell. Yeah, it's nice and cool in here now. He doesn't have central AC like I do. No, the... I do not have central AC. Okay, if we were doing this at my old house where I lived, we would have central AC, and this would not be a problem. Yeah. That's okay. Hey, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. We're still good. We're still good. We are still good. Overall, though, like I said, pretty good match. Good to see EO Sky win the Money in the Bank. It's just a matter of now when she cashes in. And if she does cash in, what's your say? Let me rephrase that. When she does cash in, will she win or will she just be kind of like, oh, you were so close kind of deal? Uh, yeah, yeah. Though I will say, the, the, in the previous years, they've given the money in the bank to somebody that you would expect that from, you know? Like, uh, like for example, like a Miz or like an Austin Theory. Like, you know, they're they're like a douchebag that just, you know, they, they're going to cash it in. They're going to be sneaky about it. But Damien, I don't think Damien Priest is going to be like that. And I definitely don't think EO Sky is going to be like that. So No, I am surprised that WWE has them both with their briefcases still because usually they've been making a habit recently of somebody like cashes in like within like the first I'd say like two weeks or something or less than two weeks. Yes. Because like last year Liv Morgan won it and then she cashed it in. And in recent other times people have won it that night and cashed it in. Yeah, that's happened a lot. So Yeah, I mean I was I thought we were gonna see something like that, but you know, I guess in a, not. In a singles match for the World Heavyweight Championship, Seth freaking Rollins defeated Finn Balor, excuse me, by pinfall. Yeah, yeah. This all stems from when Finn was the first Universal Champion, but took a buckle bomb into the barricade and, um, oh Christ, what did he... Was what, it his rotator cuff? I think it was his rotator cuff. Yeah. yeah. Something to do. Yeah, I think it was his rotator cuff or whatever. But Finn had to relinquish the title, so he never even got to defend it. Like, he had to relinquish it the next night. Yeah. And he's never had the gold. He hasn't had that major title since. Um, I mean, he's toiled in like, NXT, but it's it's not main event. So Yeah. But now I'm interested because they're going to have a rematch set at SummerSlam. Are they going to give the title to Finn? Because as it stands right now, the Judgment Day has Damian Priest with the Money in the Bank, Rhea Ripley's the SmackDown Women's Champion or Raw Women's Champion? SmackDown. SmackDown. SmackDown Women's Champion. She beat Charlotte, right? Yeah. And then um, Dom has the North American title from NXT. So if you give Finn the World Heavyweight title, it's not Roman Reigns level. But now everybody in that stable has a title or a briefcase. And you could run the storyline now of, is Damian Priest going to psych out Finn? Because Finn has the belt now. And Mm. could he cash in? And could that crack the bloodline? And the bloodline. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) Could that crack the judgment day? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there could be setting that up. So uh, that would be a big turn. It's like, you know, it's like a group like The Shield. 
you know, where you love to hate him, and then Seth Rollins goes and smacks Roman Reigns in the back with a oh, chair. Oh, the betrayal. The betrayal. Oh. And then everybody's all of a sudden like, oh, my God. Didn't yeah. see that coming. Nope, did not see that coming. So it could be a situation like that. Speaking about, oh, my God, didn't see that coming. Good segue. The Usos, Jimmy and Jay, defeated, yes, I said defeated, the bloodline of Roman Reigns and Sola Sokoa with the uh, councilman. Councilman? Wiseman. Wiseman. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. Paul Heyman by pinfall. In which, for the first time in almost three years, Roman Reigns took the pin clean. Mm. As clean as you could probably get without with it with there being a little bit of chicanery going on. Yeah. In the Bloodline Civil War tag team match. And now that sets up for SummerSlam, where you've got uh Jay versus Roman for the title of Tribal Chief, I believe. And because, from what I read, what did I see? Um, because of the way the match is made, nobody who is Bloodline like related can interfere in the match because it's against Samoan tradition. Yeah. They so call, Solo's they not going to. Um, tribal rules or something like that. Yeah. So. Oh, tri- tribal combat. Tribal combat. So the only thing I could see happening. Is somebody new debuting and helping Roman, or Ooh. or which? Hey, if it's not part of the bloodline, they could. Yeah, and yeah. or or I could see Paul Heyman interfering because eh. he's or what maybe happens is Paul Heyman interferes, but it backfires, and now oh. Roman's pissed at Paul Heyman. Why did you get into my match? Why did you interfere? I have, I'm so sorry, my travel chief. I don't want to hear from you. No, he, I don't. It, it follows that same line, like with the Usos, where right, you know, they messed up and lost the titles. Then they're out of right. the picture. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because eventually, I mean, Roman's kingdom's coming to an end at some point. It's yeah. just a matter of when it starts to happen. It already has happened, actually. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I also heard that Umaga's son's toiling in. Uh, Forgot what federation it is, but I guess he's been doing pretty good too, and he's using his dad's Samoan spike as his finisher, and he looks like he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Could you imagine the um, solo I going know. up against somebody with another Samoan spike? By the way, from what I saw on the video, he like when he has the when he does his Samoan spike, he like picks them up, like throws them in the air, then spikes them. It's oh. not just like he holds them in place and spiked them. From what I saw on the video, he like picked them up and then spiked them. I was like, Jesus. Damn. I'll have to show you the video after. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. But but overall, great pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, we are about two weeks or so away from uh, SummerSlam, which I can't yeah. wait. That's going to be exciting. Always going to be a blast. Um, I know there's a bunch of good matches that are planned for SummerSlam and Obviously, SummerSlam's one of the big four, so it's always going to get. And anytime you put a major pay per view into a football stadium, it's yeah. going to get. It's going to get exciting. Also, we cannot forget to mention this: a very surprising guest showed up at Money in the Bank, but you couldn't see him. Oh, I'm sure you couldn't see him, John Cena. John Cena. Which Kyle and I are both like. Why are they playing John Cena? Holy shit, John Cena's here. What the <laughs> fuck? And John Cena was there to try to lobby to get uh, WrestleMania over in the UK because, as we forgot to mention at the top of this whole discussion, uh, Money in the Bank was being held in London. Yes. Which is a fantastic crowd. They do deserve a WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, And definitely. the distinction to be the first, like, European or non-North American area to have a WrestleMania. Because there's only been two in Canada, and those are both in Toronto. Yeah, with the turnout that they had the other the, the for the PLE the other day, I I could see them. Hey, Clash of the Castle killed it. Yeah, and so did Money in the Bank, and so did SummerSlam way back in '92. It's yeah. one of those things of a supply, not so much and so much a, a supply and demand, but you give something to the people, and now they really want it again. Because it's, I mean. You look at it from our side, like state side or whatever. We're spoiled. If Kyle and I wanted to go to like every Raw and SmackDown, we could see conceivably if we had if the we money, had money. We could yeah. we could do that. 
We could go to every Raw and SmackDown. We could go to every pay-per-view because nine times out of ten, they're in the States or they're at least in North America. Yeah. I mean, you had the Clash of the Castle. You had the PLE in Puerto Rico. That was, um, what was that one? That was, was that Backlash? Yes, I think Backlash. it was. Yeah. But, and it's good. They're they're going to other places. and Yeah, I mean, it changes it up too because it really invigorates the fans because if you look at it, you see how excited they get to have a PLE there. And, like, when they went, they, yeah, with Money in the Bank. That was uh, London, right? Yeah. Okay. So the the fans were stoked. Like they were chanting. I haven't heard chants in a while. That's 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 a British thing though. That's a European thing. They yeah. like to take classic nursery rhymes and turn them into songs for their supporting football clubs or I'm sure for rugby yeah. or cricket or wrestling or whatever. Yeah. And they make it their own, and that's what makes them so special. Yeah. Some some cities in the United States, I would say the New York crowds, the Chicago crowds, the Philly crowds are always pretty hype. Yeah. Because of the like as far as like, you know, things go like when it comes to like big events. And maybe they're, you know, I maybe throw LA in there too, but Yeah. Yeah, yeah. LA, of course, <laughs> yes. Uh, also, Canada. Canada can be pretty vocal too yeah. when they want to be. When they're, you know, so I mean, I think eventually WWE will pull the trigger on it, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Wow, we, we did twenty minutes of content. Well, you know, we also had to talk about your little Cape Cod fiasco. So, well, I mean, you know, it's not a lot to talk about. No, no, no. Um, I mean, I can throw it out there if you want. I mean, if you want to go ahead, I got to look this up anyway. So, all right, uh, yeah. So I had a trip to Cape Cod. Um, spent time with the family. Um, you know, my wife, uh, mother, father, my wife, sister, my wife, sister and her husband and their baby, and then um, a couple of my sister's friends and their baby. Um, and we had a good time. We went to the beach. We uh, went shopping. We ate seafood. Yeah. And then we got COVID. Everybody in the house had COVID except for my wife and my father. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, my wife could have handled it. My uh, my father probably couldn't have. The legend. Green, orange, purple. Sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, orange. Thank you, sir. ASMR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On, ready? Listen, listen up, listen, listen. Oh. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's, yeah. that's crispy. <laughs> As we were saying, your dad almost could have potentially died. Yeah, if he had had COVID, he sure, he doesn't do well with COVID. But I will say this second bout around was a lot worse than the first. The, the vaccine didn't do shit. And no, that's not a conspiracy theory. That is a fact of life. Okay? I am speaking from first-hand experience, all you conspiracy theorist nuts out there. This is not... I, I, I'm telling you. I had COVID. It sucked. The vaccine didn't do shit. I know it was probably a different variation of the strain. So I'm sure they're like, well, you didn't get the most recent shot. But it still sucked. All right. It sucked. It was not fun. I felt like garbage. I couldn't get out of bed for days. And everybody else in my family pretty much felt the same way. And that was our adventures. We had to leave like a couple days early from the Cape because I, myself and my grandmother were the first ones to test positive, which freaking sucked. And so we headed out. And then shortly after, we got texts after that. Yeah, we're testing positive, too. Which also sucked. <laughs> Ooh. I forgot I had that. <laughs> <laughs> money, money, money. 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 So, yeah, I know, right? But I'm, I'm just telling my, my adventures. Um, let's see. So, was there anything that I'm for leaving out? Got some cool souvenirs. 
Um, got a bracelet with a, it has a dual leopard heads that hook onto a ring. So it's pretty, pretty styling and profiling. Uh, yeah. Woo. Uh, they got some, uh, recreational stuff. Sure. That, that was, they, hey, th- listen, listen, it's legal now. It's legal everywhere. I didn't say anything about it. Yeah. But they have they they have a dispensary up the, in uh, Provincetown now, so we visited that. Um, we visited the uh, there's this interesting shop there for adults who like to have fun. So we uh, we visited that. You know, terrific. <laughs> hey, Provincetown's fun, man. There's a lot of fun stuff. I bet. Yeah, I'm gonna read off some NHL shit. Okay, yeah. Because you wanted to keep this episode short. That's true. I'm glad you had a good time on your trip. Yeah, I'm glad that you're not dead. I'm glad I'm not dead, too. And um, shame to your sister because she's the one that kind of brought it around. (laughs) No, no, she didn't bring it around. No, she did because she brought it around the people who had it, which and therefore. And I got it from anywhere. You could have got it from anywhere, but unfortunately for your sister. Uh, yeah. And you know what? It's good because nine times out of ten, they would have blamed you for it. That is true. They'd have been like, oh, this, is all, Ky- this is all Kyle's fault. And <laughs> Kyle would have been like, I don't know these fucking people, so this yeah. is not my fault. That w- it, I wouldn't have been Kevlar Kyle. It would have been COVID Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've been around to tell them the story about this. Oh, no, you have not. So before I went on vacation, a week before I went on vacation... I, me and my, I I work as a custodian for a school here in Connecticut and my lead and I, we put, um, we were putting new floor scraper blades on top of the floor scrapers and we didn't have any covers for them. So instead of leaving them face down to like tear up the cart or the floor, we left them facing up, you know, um, on the cart. And so at, I was feeling a little dizzy at the end of the night and I started walking back towards my cart and I had a really dizzy moment where I lost balance and I stumbled directly into the floor blade, slammed my arm onto it and gashed it open. Blood everywhere. And I had I called my lead and my um my supervisor. Vince began to be mad about the blade job you did to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was rough, man. It, for a second there I thought I was dying, man. The amount of blood that was pouring out. I was like, oh, God, like, like this is it. I severed a tendon. I'm done. <laughs> uh, but it was, needless to say, I got 10 stitches at the hospital. Um, and now I am all healed up. There's just a scar there now. And it's a little badge of honor. So lesson to all you kids out there. I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe you've done this. Hey, okay. All right. Yeah, we didn't use any buttons today. Sadly, we can't hear it because we don't have the headphones, but... You'll hear it. You you guys will hear it. When Kyle talks about gashing his arm, you're going to hear, I can't believe you've done this. Hold on. Me leaving the blade face up is... Dummy. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was... Yeah. That was dumb. So, yeah, that that was my other adventure. So, not only did I fucking gash my arm open before the vacation, I had had a week before the vacation gashed it open... On the vacation, my mom removed the stitches from my arm because it was almost healed up, and then all got COVID. So that was me in two weeks, pretty much. <laughs> so you can see why we really haven't been available to do a show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm getting over here getting cut up and sick. On that note, that's a, that's a regular weekend for you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We're going to run through. We're not going to run through all the names. We're going to run through some of the names. Okay. And we're going to try to find some notable trades after I read off all these names. Okay. Of new faces and new places. But apparently they want to have a... Never mind. They have these ads. It's a pain in the ass. It's whatever. Uh, yeah. So, let's see. What's a... So you've got JT Comfort going from Colorado to Detroit. Five years, 25 and a half mil. Alex Kalorn leaving Tampa Bay to go to Anaheim. Yeah, look up the trades. That's that's your job. What do you... Just look up NHL Trades 2023. So literally, I have to look up. All right, hold on. Uh, let's see who else moved. What's a big name? Ryan Ro- Ryan O'Reilly from Toronto to Nashville. Four years, 18 mil. Pretty big move there. Dimitri Orloff leaves Boston to go to Carolina. That sucks. 
Miles Wood leaves Jersey to go to Colorado. Other big names. Uh, Boston loses Connor Clifton to Buffalo. Is it the 2023-2024 NHL trade tracker? Yes, sir. All right, let me click that. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Who else is a big name? Tyler Bertuzzi leaves Boston to go to Toronto for one year. Garnet Hathaway leaves Boston to go to Philly for a year. Klingberg leaves Minnesota to head to Toronto. Gostaspair leaves Carolina to be going to Detroit. Pacioretty is going to Washington. Boston signed Morgan Geeky. Boston signed Milan Lucic. Uh, Nashville uh, loses Matt Duchesne to Dallas, which will be a big pickup for the Dallas Stars. One year, three mil. Damn, I wish Boston could have pulled the trigger on that shit. Yeah. Max Domi also going to Toronto to play for the same team that his dad once played for. Aside from that, I mean, there are other big names that are out there that haven't been named yet. Yeah. Uh, so I have the trade tracker up right now. Hold on. Tarasenko, um, Kane, two notable names that have not signed contracts yet. Oh, okay. Not sure where they'll go. They'll probably wait till later on. Yeah. So um, I know the big trade off the top of my head. Uh, Debrinkat got traded from Ottawa to Detroit. Yeah. And I true. know that Hall and Felino basically got traded for cap space for Boston to Chicago. For uh, Ian Mitchell. Oh, they didn't have that one on here. They and actually don't have a lot on here. No. I don't know. Probably if more recent. So they started on July 1st. Maybe that was before July 1st. It was close to it. Okay. The July 1st, Washington, Washington Capitals acquired defenseman Joel Edmondson from the Montreal Canadiens for a third round pick and a seventh round pick in the 2024 NHL draft. Uh, also on July 1st, New Jersey Devils acquired defenseman Colin Miller from the Dallas Stars for a fifth-round pick in the 2025 I'll NHL tell you draft. this right now. The Devils are going to be nasty next year. Yeah. Their top six is filthy. Yeah, they're starting to get a, uh, a good— they were, already, they were already exceeding expectations last year when they made the playoff run that they made, and now they're just going to get that much better, and they're going to be a team to reckon with. Definitely, yeah. Um. I think I obviously don't expect Boston to have the year they had last year. I yeah. I mean, we'll see. They I do still think Boston could win the division. Yeah, I think they'll still be a cup contender for sure. Um it all depends. It depends on what Bergeron does. It depends on what Krejci does. Yeah. Um and it just, the biggest thing is, can everybody stay healthy? That's that's the biggest key. Everybody yeah. needs to stay healthy. If they can get Bergeron back, they can get Frederick back, they can get Swayman back. And if you can sign Krejci, I'd say mid-season, like December or January, to a cheap deal and get another center, that, that, that never hurts. Yeah, yeah, that's so, true. Um, let me reopen this. Uh, all right, so San Jose on July 1st. San Jose acquired forward Anthony Duclair from Florida Panthers uh, for forward Stephen Lawrence. Is that how you say that? Let me see. L-O-R-E-N-T-Z. Lawrence, maybe? Yeah, Stephen Lawrence in a fifth round pick in the 2025 NHL draft. Uh, July 2nd, Winnipeg Jets acquired defenseman Artemi... Say that. Can I... Kanizev, I think. Kanizev? We're just gonna, yeah, just I don't know. Yeah, from the San Jose. Sharks. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go crazy on all the trades. Just the big uh, names that you can see. I mean, I see Pat Maroon in there. Eh. Eh. Uh, Detroit Red Wings acquire forward Alex DeBrincat. That's a big one. Yeah. The Ottawa Senators for forward Dominic Kubalik. Yeah. Um, defenseman Donovan Sabringo. Yeah. Uh, a conditional first round pick in the 2024 NHL draft. And a fourth round in the 2024 draft. Basically, in layman's terms, there's a lot of big names that moved around and everything's just kind of scrambled up. And we'll talk more about it as we get closer and closer to the NHL season and more big names are kind of finalized. And obviously, sometime in, I'd say, maybe middle of September is when I'll probably do my uh, NHL preseason predictions. Which, by the way, were dog shit last year because I picked Vegas not even to make the playoffs. Not only did they make the playoffs, they won the Stanley Cup. 
Yeah, but who would have thought, you know? Well, my biggest thing, too, was goaltending. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking about that on that particular episode because I was like, Robin Laner's not going to do, ain't going to be around for the whole year. I said, this this new kid, Logan Thompson, is not necessarily proven. I don't know what he's going to do for him. And then they just had this huge just tandem of goaltenders between Logan Thompson and uh, Aiden Hill, who ended up being the main guy in the playoffs because um, Logan Thompson got hurt. Mm. And you had Aiden Hill, you had Jonathan Quick, so you had a nice little ring around the rosy there, and they... So, and you know that they they managed to pull it off. So that's all you need. You that's know? all you need. Somebody to play really well. And hot hot goaltending in the playoffs is everything. Yeah. Just like in any sport, if you run up against the a good defense in the NFL or a good offense, or if you run against the a good pitcher in baseball, and it's just you can be the best hitter in the world, but if this pitcher's throwing nasty shit and just getting the right pitches in the right place, it just it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. So. That's understandable, you know. We'll have to see this year where the Bruins lie and all of that, you know. I mean, um, obviously, like I said, they're gonna come way down to earth compared to their amazing run last year. I do not expect them to do the things that they did. Yeah, they just had the right pieces in the right place, and unfortunately for them, it didn't go well. But like I've said before, uh, this whole reverse curse kind of thing—if you're following it, the team that wins the president's trophy the following year they either make the cup or they win the cup so i mean that did hold true because florida won it the previous year and they made the stanley cup this past year so technically boston would be in line next but i already feel like knowing how things go for the bruins um they're not gonna make the stanley cup and knowing my luck they probably wouldn't make the playoffs either just just to be like oh well of course boston doesn't make the playoffs after having a you know unbelievable regular season <laughs> yeah yeah it's true so yeah, we'll have to see you know yeah like i said we'll get more into it as you know the rest of the um this year goes on as we get through august and september and more names move around and maybe bergeron signs because obviously that's the big key if bergeron signs the bruins are a much different team and yeah i mean even if but even if he does retire they still have plenty of good pieces they do, but they do have a glaring hole at center. Because yeah. going into the season with potentially Coyle and Zaka as your one and two, not as strong as a one. Because Zaka can play center for the second line. That's fine. Yeah. But if you can get Bergeron and Marchand paired together and just throw DeBrusque whatever on that first line, and then your second line would potentially be, what do you got? Uh, maybe JVR. Pasta and uh, Zaka. Yeah. And then a third line of, I don't know, maybe Coyle, Coyle, Frederick, Lucic, or you put Lucic on the fourth line. Yeah. I think Lucic, I think Lucic is going to go to the third line. I think he's going to go to the fourth line. You think so? Yeah. I, uh, with all the hype they're putting around him, I, I can't see them giving him less time. But he's not the same guy he used to be. Yeah. He's not the Lucic when we had him back in 2010, 2011. He's not the Lucic in that picture over there raising the Stanley Cup. That's not he, – he knows his game. He knows his style. Don't expect a 30-goal season from Lucic unless we're on another miracle, miracle year. Lucic will give you fights. He will give your team energy. He'll probably be good for 10, maybe 15 goals. Yeah. And maybe – 30 or 40 points and that's really all you're looking for it's really more of basically a nostalgia trip for the 100th anniversary for the Bruins this year and if you can get Bergeron back and maybe Krejci Krejci Bergeron Marshawn Lucic the band's back together I would have also liked to sign Blake Wheeler back for old time's sake because hey what the hell why not yeah yeah so and I know obviously Horton has concussion problems and I don't expect Nathan Horton to come back so yeah and Big Z's retired so that's going to be a Tim Thomas is probably in the middle of nowhere off the grid <laughs> in the woods. Mark Recchi, obviously long retired there. I'm looking at my pictures over here. Sagan, obviously with Dallas and then everybody else is still with the bees. So yeah. yeah. Well, at least two of the three in that corner. There are, we're waiting oh, yeah. for that. We're waiting for Bergeron's answer. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly think though, knowing the competitor Bergeron is, and the only thing though is, 
he just had his fourth kid. So, like, do you do one more year? Because you kind of run it. Obviously, you run the risk of injury no matter what you're doing, whether you're outside or you're playing hockey. Do you give it one more goal? Because you had this amazing run this past year, and it's got to leave a bitter taste in your mouth as a competitor. But at the same time, Bergeron doesn't need to prove anything. This guy's got, what, six Selkie trophies. He's a triple crown winner as far as winning, you know, uh, gold medals in the Olympics and for, like, Junior League for Canada and winning a Stanley Cup. So he's got everything you could possibly win. Yeah. I mean, he could have another cup or two under his belt, but that's... Yeah, I mean, would we like to see Bergeron holding up another cup? Yes, definitely. Of course. Is it realistic? Probably not. You never know. Yeah, I mean, you never know. You never know. I honestly would rather prefer for Boston this year to be an under-the-radar team. Yeah, just squeak the, in like the fucking Florida Panthers. Not necessarily squeak in, but be like the three seed in the East. Let, like, let's say theoretically, I don't know, let's say Toronto wins the uh, the Atlantic this year, and we'll throw, uh, you know what? I mean, maybe a team like Tampa doesn't make it this year. You never know. Yeah. Because other teams are getting better. Ottawa has got a couple more years to figure it out. Detroit's going to be knocking on the door. Buffalo's going to be knocking on the door. So let's say this is a scenario like this. Let's say Boston's the two. Buffalo's the three because Buffalo sneaks in. Boston plays Buffalo in the first round. Buffalo would be a difficult team, but there's still a younger team that needs to have some experience. And Boston just goes in with tunnel vision. Like, listen, last year was fun in games. This year, and I mean, obviously you went in with tunnel vision last year, but you got a little lax with it. And I think Montgomery took a little bit of the blame because – I mean, you know, when you're riding high in, you know, in the regular season, oh, yeah. you know, riding high in April and shot down in May, just like Sinatra would tell you. Yeah. So. Well, and we learned from the playoffs that maybe there was a little bit of issue there with, like, especially with goaltending, because honestly, they put a, should have put Swayman in for a couple of those games. Game five. Game five. You were up three games to one in the series. You were coming back home. Give Allmark a rest. I know Allmark played out of his mind all year, and he scored a goal, and that's great. Give him a rest because worst-case scenario, one of two things is going to happen. Um, you're either going to lose and you go back to game six anyway, but the problem with Sway is, is they're always putting him in difficult situations. Last yeah. year, they this year, they put him in game seven. Last year against Carolina, they put him in game seven. They're always putting him in these awkward situations where they're like, okay, you have to be the guy for a game. And you're like, okay, well, if I'm the guy for the game, but my def- my offense can't score, I c- can't stop everything. I can try, but... Yeah. Like, obviously, he's confident in his game, but the problem is, is that, like you said, if your offense isn't scoring, then what's the point? You're just having to stop pucks the whole time as a goaltender. So it makes it difficult in those sort of scenarios. Right. You know, so like I get what you're saying. Like Swayman is, you know, they kind of put him under a lot of pressure to perform in game seven. Whereas if you put him in a game five, he loses. All right. Well, you put Allmark back in. He's rested. A lot of people seem to think that if we would have, I mean, obviously hindsight's 2020. If we had put Sway in that game, it could have been a much different outcome and Boston could have potentially taken that game and moved on. And then who knows what happens because then you're playing Toronto and maybe Toronto beats you, but the demons were already in Toronto's head about playing Boston. And I think they thought they were going to get stuck playing Boston. They were had to get through Tampa, but they were confident. I think they could beat Tampa and they took care of business and did what they needed. They didn't lose once in Tampa. Yeah. So that's true. But again, we'll see how things go. But that being said, before we keep rambling on for no incoherent reason, no, no, no. We're going to bail. Thanks for listening to us. We appreciate it. Definitely. Like us on all of our socials. We do not have the paperwork with us. No, but we could probably, I can do it off of memory. All right. So I'm going to let Kyle do it off of memory. Go ahead. We are the Wicked Case Podcast. We are streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Deezer, and wherever you go, all major podcasts, as well as YouTube audio only at the moment. Our phone number, 774-764-9074. That's 774. What? No, 774-764-9074. Last time I did the uh, the number, remember? I was like 860. We're not nope. an 860 number, dude. <laughs> oh, that's right. My fault. Yeah. My fault. Uh, well, you know, and on top of that, now that we're not having Emily's or 
Rachel's or I forget the other name. Megan. Megan. Megan, yes. It's got to be S names. So, ladies. Hello, ladies. No ladies. S names. No, no girls, no boys, Sarah. no girls, no nothings. No. Stephanie. My ha- no, Stephanie's. Uh, no, Stephanie's. Sing. No, no sings. I don't want Sunil or Samir Singh. I'm no. good. Oh, I'm trying to think of S girl S names. Are you serious right now? Savannah. Stacy. Stacy, yes. Samantha. Samantha. Um, you said Sarah? Sarah. Sunny. Sunny. Um, I don't know what else is there out there. S- Sylvia. Sylvia. Uh, uh, I don't know. I have to look these up. I'm going to have to come up with a whole list of S names. I'm just going to ramble them off next time. San- the ladies with an S name. Santana. Sant- that's a dude's name. No, Santana can be a girl's name. There was a girl that we went to in high school. Her name was Santana. Really? She dated Robbie Cody, I'm pretty sure. Really? I'm fairly certain this is a thing. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I don't, I, I don't mind telling it on, on air. Oh, Christ. Apparently. Oh, we forgot about an S name. What? It's not allowed, though. Oh, no yeah. Sophie's. No. No Sophie's. No. No, none of those. So apparently, we had somebody famous from Canterbury that she became famous and is a well-renowned YouTuber and streamer now. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know her because you didn't grow up in Canterbury. Nope. But the, she was in the grade below my sister, and when... My sister yesterday was telling me, she goes, did you know she became famous? I said, no. And she showed me a video, and I'm like, oh, I've seen her so many times online. I'm like, I didn't know. I was supposed to be the Canterbury success story, goddammit. I know. Where are all our listeners? Damn it. Well, we don't put out quality content. We do. And people tell us we put out quality content. Okay, listen, I'm going to quickly, before we go, shout out a different podcast. Okay. Forgive me for doing this. But I've been listening to it nonstop, and it needs to be talked about. Uh, okay. So it's called Acid Washed Memories. I think I've told you about this before. And it's just basically about 80s and 90s nostalgia. And they oh. do these deep dives. They do a very good job. So if you're looking for something nostalgic to listen to, retro pop culture, the uh, Acid Washed Memories, where you can get any podcast. I've been listening to it nonstop. I've listened to them talk about the Cola Wars between Coke and Pepsi. I've listened to them talk about the Burger Wars between K- KFC, between Burger King, McDonald's, and Wendy's. Mm. I just listened to them do a two-hour deep dive about basically the history of the TV show Roseanne. So oh. much so that I'm actually binge-watching Roseanne on Peacock right now to kind of wow. watch all these episodes. Because I've never really been a big fan of Roseanne. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to give this show a chance. It's really good. It was. Like, it, I did watch it, it for a while. It really is a good show. Yeah, yeah. Roseanne's funny. She they did funny. the history of the compact disc. They did the history of AOL. We, I also just listened to an episode about uh, Mr. Rogers and his okay. tribute to him. They've done, um, they're doing now their, uh, the history of like serials and stuff and like what their Mount Rushmore of serials would be. There's oh. an, ep- there's going to be a, I'm not looking forward to this. It's gonna be. It's gonna take me forever to listen to it because my commute to work is not very long. There's like a three hour deep dive of the Wonder Years show that I have to do. Shit. I've actually never watched Wonder Years before. I've watched a couple of episodes of the Wonder Years, but I know they have good stuff coming up soon. There's an episode about um, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. I listened uh. to an episode about uh, Blockbuster, and they like go back to like hey. Before Blockbuster, there was this, and then Blockbuster took over, and there was a bunch of like smaller regional like chains that you had, and then you know Redbox came into the picture, and then Blockbuster kind of faded a little by little, and then you know I do miss Blockbuster too. I used to love when my parents would take me in to Blockbuster, and we'd go and find movies, and I try to sneak over to the X-rated movies, and my parents would be like, "What are you doing?" The saloon doors, yeah, they talked about those too. Yeah, the curtain of the saloon doors. Nothing. I'm not looking at naked women. No, of course not. (laughs) Yeah, but a lot of it, like, you didn't see the naked. It was just, like, covered up. You, it was implied, but it was covered up because you're at the movie theater. I mean, you're at the movie store. Yeah, so they have to cover it up. Right. Now you can just... We don't even (laughs) need to discuss... Pay-per-view, internet. Not... Yeah. Plenty of ways. Twitter. 
Twitter, Twitter, <laughs> social media, TikTok, right? Anything. So most, you can find naked. So work. if you're looking for fun retro pop culture stuff, I'm telling you, you should listen to it too. It's really good. And speaking of that, the game that I I did went to a game store up in the Cape. And I got a 90s trivia game, so we will play that at some point. I will destroy you. <laughs> you probably will. I, I I am perfectly content knowing that you will destroy me with 90s shit. I will destroy you. <laughs> I'm going to also look and see what else they've done. Hold on. Hold on. Get, bear with me here, folks. Nope. They did an episode about Nick at Night. Oh, okay. Where like they started like with like the old show, like how Nick at Night started and there was like shows from like the nineteen like forties and fifties. But as time went on, like the shows were like like they were like, Oh, like shows like, you know, George Lopez are on there, but they've only been mm-hmm. off the air for like five or six years. So it's really not like the thirty year gap that it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Um We did the George Lopez show is a good show. It is a good show. Um There's gonna be an episode about the mall, the rise and fall of the mall. There are Leno versus Letterman, the late night wars. There's also a Leno versus Conan late night wars episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. The decline of the landline with the landline phone. Oh, yeah. Woodstock 94. I can't wait to hear the Woodstock one. That'll be a good one. For those of you who do not know, Woodstock 94 was a disaster. Woodstock was also my nickname in high school. (laughs) And your name on the show for a little bit. Yes, yes, it was. Because I was Schroeder. Yes. I, Um, I am not a Woodstock anymore, though. I'm Kevlar Kyle. Yes. Um or cool to, to continue with our um <laughs> yeah. To continue with our stuff. Um Facebook, Instagram, the Twitter. Oh yeah. For the wicked at the wicked KS. At the wicked KS. Um email. Uh it's uh <laughs> the wicked KS at gmail dot com. Patreon dot com forward slash wicked K- the wicked KS or wicked KS. Yeah. Uh three dollars a month. Website www.thewickedks.com. Yeah, Patreon, it's great. We're all over the place. We're really sorry. We are going to get at 50 minutes. Wow, look at us go. I didn't think that that was going to be that long, but well, when you just ramble on incoherently about shit, you just never realize it. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, we could talk for hours. You know how we, we are. We could. I'm a jabber John. We, we have a lot of catching up to do. We haven't seen each other in like two weeks. So. I know. Yeah, I was in quarantine and I was sad. <laughs> I'm like, hey, buddy, can you hang out? And you're just like, sorry, dude, I'm in quarantine. I'm like, ah, nuts. Yeah, yeah. I was over there hacking up along like, yeah, let's play Uno. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, I was not feeling well at all. On that note, in the words of Steve, we're going to blue skidoo. Blue skidoo, you can do. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Peace and love, y'all. Let's get wicked. Wicked pisser. (laughs) 